Hey, you're listening to the Real Life Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Real Life with I'm here with Taylor and Tina. And man, we are so excited today to be talking about. I'm I'm pumped about hearing testimonies and you know, just something that I was thinking about this morning and pondering is the truth is, you know, we hear we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. We hear that a lot. I don't know, at least I, maybe it's just something that I've heard a lot. Like the last, you know, growing up in the church, there was a song we would always sing, you know, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And every time we would sing that song, it would be so powerful. You know, it would just be so powerful. And this morning on my drive-in, I was thinking about, you know, the, the blood of the lamb is power. You know, it's a power of the blood. It's a power of the cross. And the word of our testimony, that is what God has done in our life. You know, that is, that's the authority. That's the authority of God over us as children um, and Him working miracles. And miracles sometimes, you know, manifest themselves in physical healing and th- and sometimes it's inner healing. But miracles also manifest themselves in everyday humans um, stepping out of their comfort zones and um, just listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, when there's that prodding or some people will get, I mean, how does the Holy Spirit speak to you, Taylor? How do you, how, do you get like a nudge or do, what do you, how do you hear him? You know, it, it's funny because you, I think oftentimes we don't realize what's happening sure. until the time passes or the moment passes. And, you know, I've kind of learned, I get almost this little butterfly, you know, Ooh. it's almost like this little like feeling like something, I, I don't want to say something's about to happen because this is not dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I've kind of learned over the years, and I have a <clears throat> handful of examples, but I've kind of learned now when I start to get that flutter, I almost like pause and you're on the edge of your chair and you're like, okay, God, who's next? <laughs> or, oh, or what's next? You I know, love I've that. I've kind of learned that. I can't, it, mm-hmm. it's been years, you know, to kind of figure it out. And sometimes things don't happen and sometimes I laugh at myself and I'm like, oh, you're just waiting for something to happen. Oh. You know, but I think that, you know, when you were talking about what you wanted to talk about today and sharing how sometimes we get to be a part of somebody else's testimony or we get to kind of stand up and, and kind of support someone mm. no matter what they're going with. And I was telling both of you ladies earlier this week, I've been diving back into John and, you know, early in John, he talks about how the light shines in the darkness and yes. the darkness can't overcome that. Yes. And we talk about, you know, pain, the purpose in mm-hmm. pain right now. And it just really resonated how that light can be that purpose mm-hmm. and that pain can be that darkness and, and what that means. And, mm-hmm. you know, you asked me, could I give some examples? And I'll tell you, there were many years ago, I was standing in line at a, um, at a gas station to pay for my gas because the darn card machine wouldn't work. And I don't know about y'all, but that drives me nuts. I hate to go inside because I have children and I never have cash. Right. And so there was this me neither. <laughs> there was this long line in front of me. There had to have been eight people. And we were in Fort Myers and there was this older gentleman at the front and I remember him saying, Um, I just need to get 
to my doctor's appointment. You know, I just need $5. I can get there. And he's asking the attendant, could he just have some gas? Like, I just need a little bit. And he was by himself, and he was this older man. And I had this feeling like, step up. Like, step up and pay for this man's gas. Well, I was like, there are eight people in front of me. They are so not going to be thrilled if this little girl in the back stands up. (laughs) Because you can see on their faces, Mm -hmm. they're frustrated. And the man walks away. And I will tell y'all what, I have never been more guilty in my life and felt more guilty than when that man walked out the door. And just the emotion that was like, you missed it. You know, just you missed it. And I told myself, I'm like almost in tears, y'all. You can't see me right now. (laughs) But I told myself I will never, ever miss a moment like that again. And at any point, if I ever see somebody, you know, that needs any level of support like that, I'm going to step up even if they tell me no. And fast forward a few years, Wow. I'm actually in Walmart and my husband, bless his heart, wants a coffee maker and I don't drink coffee. <laughs> so I've been in, in there searching for an hour trying to find the right coffee maker. <laughs> and I go to check out and I've got the Keurig and I've got the pods and I've got, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the whole shindig. And there's this young couple in front of me that couldn't have been, but, you know, 21, 22, very young couple. And they're trying to buy basics y'all toilet paper bread you know simple things and they can't get their cards to work and um the guy had had a pack of cigarettes on there and he he like can't get it to work and the girl um says you know what I've got like three dollars in cash or whatever let's just get the bread and I remember just that feeling of like now's your redemption time girlfriend (laughs) but I I just said you know do you mind (laughs) if I pay for your stuff and um, they said, well, let, let's just get what we need. Let's just, you know, get the bread, you know, thank you so much. And I said, mm-hmm. no, get everything you have here. And then I kid you not, the, the young gentleman said, well, let me put the cigarettes up. And I remember looking at him and said, it sounds to me like you may need those and I don't understand your situation. Yeah. And I said, and I am not, you know, necessarily supporting that, but this is what you need. I want you to have all of it. And so we paid for it, or I paid for it, and they walked away. And, you know, all I could think of is, you know, God, can you just, can you pay that forward? Like, can you lay it on their heart? You know, at some point in their life, Uh can they pay that forward? And I remember the young lady, the young lady, she was actually a very um, elderly lady (laughs) at um, at the register. And she looked at me and she just said, God bless you. And I just, you know, immediately I could feel my face getting red and like, because you're partially embarrassed, right? Because you, because you don't want to call somebody out on their situation. You know, you want to be respectful, but it was just that I feel like that was kind of God's way of saying, there you go. That's one step. And I feel like for me, Mm -hmm. that has kind of snowballed over the years. And so my husband and I really try to find these little moments where we can just help somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it doesn't matter how small, but I find for us, most of the helping is the little financials, nothing major, you know, just Mm -hmm. little things here and there when we can help Mm -hmm. a small family or we hear somebody within the church. And and that seems to be God's way of kind of showing us, here's how you can give back to your community. Mm -hmm one Mm -hmm. at a time and really kind of show God's grace wow so that's my first my first story I think it's crazy how um it's it's in those moments of missed opportunities that that God really kind of shows us the necessity of our obedience you know it's so 
hard to, you know, when you're like, oh man, I missed it. Like carrying that. Mm -hmm. I've been there. And feeling that, you know, and I mean, I don't, I don't think by any means it's guilt that he's wanting us to hold on to, but it's more of like the urgency of understanding that light in darkness. Yeah. That light that shines brightest in those dark places and knowing we're the light, you know, and there is, there's pain all around us. And, um, and it, it doesn't always have to even be monetary. Like we might not always, I mean, have the means or something like say we see something in front of us. Sometimes what God's asking us to do isn't even, it's to notice the person to say, Mm -hmm. I see you, but I, man, I love you sharing that Taylor. So I know you've even had like, that's like kind of the beginnings. Um, has he like, how did that continue on? How did you learn to say, okay, that's definitely like the Holy Spirit, or maybe that's just me. Like, have you ever had those moments? You know, you, I think it's still a, um, it's still hard to know if mm-hmm. we're frank. You know, you just try to, you know, be so present in the moment. And I think, you know, we talked in the last podcast about, you know, how important the being present in the moment was. And I think that that is a really good way of God kind of putting us in check, saying, be present in this moment because right. I need your help here. Right. You're a part of this intricate plan that I sure. have. And, you know, when we talk a little bit about this light in the darkness, and I have a very good friend that felt that perhaps she was being in front of, you know, new Christians or maybe um, non-believers. And we talked about the light and how, you know, whenever there's light, things draw near to the light. Yes. And I think that in these (laughs) moments, we have the ability to have the light of Jesus to show them Mm -hmm. and people draw near. And it allows us to impart a little spark to them, right? And it's it's their job to continue to feed that spark and let that light shine. But I think in a way that's that's God's Mm -hmm. way of saying, I need you to be my light. You know, show it to this person, your your sister, your brother Mm -hmm. here on earth, so they can learn about me. Mm -hmm. You know, and and in the same token, we had had a conversation before about how sometimes it's our job to make the introduction. Here's who Jesus is, or here's Here's mm-hmm. the light, but we have to let them build the relationship. Sure, sure. I I remember um, there being times where in the past I had felt, um, you know, a little bit of guilt or like maybe I should have done more to help someone. And I, I felt like that weight, you know, as a pastor of not helping someone maybe enough in their salvation and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit through through you know just like seeking him in prayer showed me you're not the savior though Candace I am mm. and that was such a release because oftentimes we can get confused about you know our role and our responsibility and I think we have to be very aware of the fact that God's asking us to be obedient that's what he's asking us to be not the savior but to be obedient mm. and obedience according to God's word is you know if someone's hungry do you just walk by them? Like we look at the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Mm. And it, it it often is the least likely person that God will, will use. And so I think it's important for us to remember no matter, I think, what situation we're in in life, um, that we don't have to, we don't have to be some high and mighty, you know? It, it's just responding in that moment. And when recognizing, like you said, in that moment, being present, 
and seeing that there are opportunities every day all around us, you know, to be the light, to show the love. So um, thanks so much for sharing your story, uh, Taylor. And um, any closing thoughts? Tina, did you want to add in there? Like, um, Well, I think that it's amazing how oftentimes our flesh can can fight against that desire to be obedient to God. Oh, yeah. You know, and things that the world teaches us um, is right or is good or is bad or whatever mm-hmm. can hinder us from being obedient mm-hmm. to God. And as Taylor was sharing, you know, and when, right before we started um, recording, I shared with you girls that... I'm like, I have nothing. (laughs) I feel like God's never used me once. He's never spoken to me. Am I even, you know? Um, And I was reminded of a time when, and it's just, it's the small things, you know? I was in Walmart, and I was with um, my husband and another couple who aren't Christians and um, tend to kind of for lack of a better term, turn their nose up at that, like, Christianly type lifestyle. <laughs> and um, we were near the checkout line, and I saw a little girl who was very clearly homeless. She wow. had no shoes on, and she looked like she was a teenager. Um, mm. Very, very thin um, and, and dirty. Mm. And she had one of those little, um, like, frozen pies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, 50 cents or whatever. And sure. Her, and her card wasn't working. It was kind of that similar situation, and wow. I just kind of, I, and I felt that that argument with my flesh of, is this boastful? You know, that's something I I, I struggle with a lot. Is mm. I don't I don't like to do things in front of people because I don't want it to be taken as you know I'm trying to impress you or things like that. And so here I am having this argument with my my flesh of, you know. I don't want to do this in front of this couple because I don't want them to judge me mm-hmm. negatively for doing something gotcha. that, mm-hmm. that God's call, called me to do. And, you know, it was, and then I kind of just was like, ah, this is dumb. And so <laughs> I just, snapped out of I it. I snapped out of it, you know. <laughs> and I, I went and paid the 50 cents or whatever it was for her little pie, but God really gave me the opportunity to walk with her and love on her. And hmm. to use me to speak to her. And I don't know whatever happened with that. I don't know where she is now. But I felt such a peace in knowing that she got to hear the gospel that day. Hmm. That she got to know and understand that she is loved no matter what situation she's in. Yes. You know, and what Jesus did for her. And I I learned a lot when it came to disregarding what the world thinks of me in order to be obedient. Sure. Amen. So good. I think it's interesting how um, how it's so easy to have a fear of being like a fraud. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like in the world because the world's obviously like people that don't understand you know, the value, they don't understand why we do what we do. And they've only seen maybe what the media has projected, you know, like this image of like fraudulent Christians or this Mm -hmm. next 
minister that's in a multi-million dollar home on a jet mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, just it's, it's the thing is, is it's so easy for ourselves to even quickly put upon ourselves like this expectation of like, okay, we're Christian now, we can't be human, you know? And even in our own desire to try um, to make sure that these claims on Christians are not true, right? Because we, I mean, I know you're like a justice person Mm -hmm. like myself. Mm -hmm. And so we often just like want to prove that's not actually true. Mm -hmm. But we can get lost in that if we're not careful when an opportunity arises to just disregard what other people think disregard um even the fight to prove that not all christians are like you know like like the way that the media or whoever wants to to portray them but i do think there's just something so beautiful about just getting into that place where like you did like you said you snapped out of it (laughs) and i i'm so glad you shared that though tina because i think i think there's many christians who um we overthink it you know sometimes we we grow concerned or feel like we're, you know, it's it's our duty to be defenders of the faith. And sure enough, it is our duty to defend our faith. But there are moments, you know, like where discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit, like trumps even what we think um, in that moment. You know, and, and I love how the Holy Spirit can lead us and through that develop a testimony. And, um, and who knows? And, and like you both shared, like you don't know where these people are today, but you have faith. It's your faith yes. that causes you to trust that God is continuing to plant those seeds. You know, those seeds are, are those seeds. It was, it was through obedience, right? We were being obedient and that's what we were called to do. Um, we weren't called to be the savior, but we were called to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that so much. This is so good. Well, thank you ladies so much for sharing. Um, I want to hear more testimonies. I'm so excited to come back again next week and um, hear some more testimonies. So, all right, y'all take care and so excited that you joined us today. If uh, you would like to leave any comments, we'd love to hear maybe what you'd be interested in hearing more about. If you have some testimonies that you want to share um, or some great breakthroughs, if you can comment below and leave those, we'd love to, to share them with our listeners in the future. All right, take care and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today, church. If you made a decision for Jesus today, we want to encourage you to text YESCA to 97000. We want to support you with next steps on your faith journey. We believe in the power of prayer. And if you are in need of prayer today, you can text your prayer request to 97000. And also, don't forget to stay connected on our social platforms.